message for today, New Year, same God. Every new year, and I'm, I'm probably not the only one, but I think that, that every new year we have this, this um, preconception that when that clock changes over at midnight for January 1st on the next year, all of a sudden everything is going to be different. Everything's going to be better than it was the year before. No, we have that, isn't that kind of like ingrained in us somehow or another? Am I, am I the only one? That, oh, you know, goodbye with 2021, hello 2022. We probably said the same thing in 2021. We all were paying good riddance to 2020, thinking that 2021 was going to all of a sudden bring about all these, these new changes that were going to be so much better than the year prior. And then it almost seemed like a carbon copy of the one before. And, you know, there's a good chance that 2022 is going to, at least in some facet, follow suit uh, if, we, if, if history has been any indicator. You know, we always hope for, for a better year. We always make different commitments. Uh, we have New Year's resolutions. We hope that we're going to weigh a little less, uh, maybe make a little more money, um, maybe be a, a little more, I don't know, a little healthier. Maybe our habits would, would change a bit. And even with our faith, we're also hoping that our, our faith will also grow in the next year. But each year, and usually it happens somewhere around the second week in January, that all those commitments seem to fall flat. We start, we start seeing the disappointment. Well, I didn't really make it to that New Year's resolution, so why even continue? There's no sense in, uh, in moving on if I've already... I've already fallen off the boat. And just so the new year changes and our resolutions change, you know, everything, everything, just as we recognize from the year prior, everything continues in the same path that it was before. Even though the calendar changes and we hope for something better in the world, things just continue to perpetuate. Day after day, the Culture and society doesn't know, doesn't know how to reset itself on January the 1st. And we can continue to understand that things that are, were happening in 2021 are likely going to continue to happen in 2022. It doesn't, life doesn't stop because we've all of a sudden changed uh, the new year. You know, the houses and gas prices, they're probably still going to fluctuate. There's probably still going to be some changes there. You know, inflation, that's probably still going to go, go up and down. There's always going to be taxes changing here and there. And I'm sure there's probably going to be some new COVID protocol that we're going to have to navigate in 2022. If maybe not, a new, um, a new uh, variant of the, tr of the pandemic. Of course, I don't know what they're going to call it now that they've used the last letter of the Greek alphabet. Um, we're going to we're gonna have to start up with a, a new alphabet, I guess. There's probably going to be some new social justice platform that somebody's going to champion, some new hashtag that somebody is going to try to, you know, put all over Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all those other apps. There's going to be changes in political office. The voices of change are going to continue to be there. People that calling for different actions of one side or cancellations on the other side. Stuff is just going to continue to change and alter. It's almost like a, an amoeba moving forward where things are just seem like they're inconsistent, 
and out of control. It almost seems as if we could use a little good news of some stability. Like rules in the game where you can always find something that you can go back to and say, you know what, if I get to this place in life, whether it's the game of life or in real life, I can go back and say, you know what, I know that this is going to be the same and consistent and regular and solid and true all the time. And the good news is that we do have that stability. Now, Randy alluded to it in, in the worship time, but in James chapter 1, verse 16 through 18, James, a brother of Jesus, speaks of this stability, speaks of this thing that can remain the same, that can remain the stable facet of our lives, even as things continue to change, even as the calendar changes, even as the world continues to move and perpetuate forward. And if I turn this on, it will advance. He says, don't be deceived, brothers and sisters. Now, first of all, note what he states in verse 16. He specifically addresses brothers and sisters. He's not addressing all people. He's, telling, he's saying people who follow Jesus. This is a command for you, people who should know better. You know who Jesus is. You know who God is. Brothers and sisters, don't you know that every perfect gift is from, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And just as we spoke last week with the angels proclaiming the good news, we know that what is good and perfect, just as James states here, is the epitome of good and perfect. It's the benchmark of what's good and perfect. So the, the, the best of the good, the most perfect of the perfect, comes down from the Father of lights, and that never, ever changes. But then he goes on where a second promise, and he says, by his own choice, by God's own choice... He gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be kind of first fruits of his creatures. So not only does this unchanging God remain unchanging for himself, but he does something spectacular for each one of us who believe. He projects his unchanging nature into you and I. James states it, very clearly there, he says, he gave us new birth by the word of truth. The word of truth, that unchanging nature of God is then given to each one of us through our salvation in Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit that resides in us because of his salvation, and that's implanted in our souls so that we would kind of be this billboard for the unchanging God. People should be able to look at us and say, you know what, there is a picture of stability. There is a, pic a picture of an unchanging God because that unchanging God has implanted his, his characteristics. He's implanted his, his nature into that person. And therefore, we should portray and we should um, exhibit that hope of an unchanging God to the world. 
the problem is each year, and we all know this very well, our culture tries to dictate changes in what we believe. They try to dictate changes in an unchanging God. And, they, and, and culture does this by, by casting out at us issues. They're small things. Issues, problems, whether it's social or political. And it causes us to have to think, well, where do I stand on this particular thing? And next thing you know, we're spending all of our time trying to dissect what we believe and, and respond to all these little things that culture keeps throwing at us. And if we're not careful, we'll start to deviate from that unchanging nature of God. We'll start to recognize that, well, we're having to adjust a little bit what we believe or how we act, how we behave, how we react according to our culture. It causes us to doubt whenever we rethink or overthink it. It causes us sometimes to go back and to, to rewrite the rules, to, to write new commentary on Scripture. It causes us fear. It causes us anxiety. And it causes us a drive to look for new answers elsewhere. And I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers. And that's exactly what James was concerned about. He said, listen, brothers and sisters, please don't be deceived. There is an unchanging God. And just as it was then, culture was trying to impel itself on the disciples of Jesus Christ and trying to get them to rethink how they acted, what they believed, how they behaved. James is like, wait a second. Remember that that unchanging nature is embedded in you by God's word, by his truth. The theologian Kurt Richardson writes this, if the great temptation of a sinner is unbelief, then the great temptation of a believer is misbelief. The great temptation of a believer is misbelief, is allowing the outside forces of the world to dictate what we believe or question what we believe, question what we've known to be true and unchanging since the beginning of time. Not too long ago, I attended a, a short conference um, with some folks here at Partnership. And at this conference, they, they gave away a theology book. Now, this theology book was, it was probably about five inches thick. I mean, it was an enormous book. It was probably about three or four times thicker than my Bible. And I looked at that, and I, was, I immediately just became saddened in thinking that how we have had to create a theology book to come up with an answer or an explanation for everything that society and culture and the modern world throws at us. 
instead of going back to the much smaller, much simpler, unchanging word of God. It's not a new problem, friends. Unfortunately, this is not a new. In fact, they were, they were battling this from the first century. The Apostle Paul battled it himself. He had gone into places and he had preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had shown them the simple, unchanging gospel of hope, of mercy, of truth, of grace. And then other believers started coming behind them and, and, and creating these, these falsities, these lies, these deceptions. And it was causing the, the new converts, the new believers, to question what they had been taught to begin with. Paul lashes out in his biggest, I guess, um, frustration in the book of Galatians. I want to read, from you, read for you from the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Now, Paul, in all of his letters, when he writes... He writes these really long introductions uh, telling the folks that he's writing to how much he loves them, how much he cares for them, um, how much he hopes to see them. In Galatians, it's a little bit different. Galatians, his introduction is, is really, really short. It's like one or two sentences. That's because you, he gets to the point really quick. He's annoyed. You can read it. You can understand it. You can see it in his language. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, he starts off the letter by saying this, I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Jesus Christ, and you're turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you already, a curse be on him. As we have said before, I, I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, a curse be on him. You know, as leaders in the church, as, as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, we are battling this very same thing each and every day. We see people who are being turned aside, who are being distracted by, 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 by culture, by society, causing people to, to doubt, causing people to believe something that's, that's not true, causing people to believe that things are changing, things are evolving. They believe that truth then evolves as well as society evolves. Well, I beg to differ. And so does the writer of Hebrews. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter what changes, no matter what the world throws at us, that truth always remains the same. God always remains the same. It doesn't alter who He is and what He expects of you and I. I don't care who's in office... I don't care how the laws change. 
I don't care what the new social platform is or what the new pandemic is. It does not change who Jesus Christ is and what he's asked you and I to do. He's extremely clear. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the greatest and most important command, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. If you could take the Ten Commandments, if you could take everything that Jesus ever taught, everything that he ever portrayed, and boil it down into two commands, this was the two commands. If I'm doing these two things, if I am loving God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and if I'm loving my neighbor as I love myself, you are fulfilling every law, every prophet, every prophecy, every teaching of Jesus Christ, every nature of God himself. Those things, they never change. And it doesn't matter what the world throws at us. This is what we are to do. So even as 2022 will bring about changes, continual changes that have been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, things continuing to perpetuate into what seems like madness, we can always lean back into this unchanging truth, the word of truth, as James said, that God has implanted in you and I. That no matter what stands in front of us, no matter what we flip through on our news app and we read that is the latest news of the day, I can always say, well, my response in the midst of this is to make sure that I'm loving God and that I'm loving my neighbor. Hence the reason why this has become the mission of partnership. While we have it on the wall, we love God, we love people, we serve both. It's just Jesus' commands in short form. So I'm here to give you some good news for 2022. There are two guarantees, and just as Jesus narrowed it down to two commands... I find that there are two guarantees for 2022. Immovable guarantees. One of those is the hope that we had in 2021 is the same hope that we have in 2022. That is not going to change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're always going to find our hope in Him no matter what happens around us. We're always going to find forgiveness of sins in Him. We're always going to find purpose in Him. We're always going to find peace in Him. We're going to find comfort in Him. We're going to find order in Him. Solidarity, unity. We're going to find all of those things. Everything that we look for and hope for in the world, we find in Jesus Christ. That was in 2021. It was in 2020, 2019, 2018. Keep going. And it will be 2022, 23, until Jesus comes back again. That hope will always remain the same. And man, that should be comforting to us. That we can continue through 
this game of life, and the rules never change. Jesus Christ and the hope in him is the same today as it was two days ago, whenever it was 2021. And this is the second guarantee that we're going to have in 2022. We are guaranteed to have opportunities to hold fast to the unchanging commands of Jesus. That is a promise. We will have opportunities. I used to have a, a, a supervisor whenever I was in aviation that would say, we don't have problems, we have opportunities. And one day I called him after a, 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 one of the engines that I was testing in the test cell caught fire in the test cell. And I called him and I said, hey, we've got a problem. And then he answered over the phone. He says, we don't have problems, we have an opportunity. And I said, well, you have an opportunity to put out a fire in the test cell. <laughs> we don't have problems, we have opportunities. And each and every one of these deviations that culture is trying to cast on us is an opportunity for us to stand up and stand strong on that word of truth, that unchanging God, the same hope that we've always known, stand in the face of diversity, stand in the face of change, and say, you know what, I can tell you one thing that will always remain the same, one thing that will always be consistent, and that is Jesus Christ and his command for me to love God and to love my neighbor. We're going to have consistent opportunities. And you know what? Likely, we have already been confronted with one of those in the second day of the year. If you woke up this morning, you have had an opportunity to stand on the commands of Jesus Christ. Folks, that's the good news for the new year. I mean, it's wonderful to turn the calendar over. It's wonderful to think, I guess, in the human mind of something new and afresh. But in the end, the hope is what remains the same. The hope is what remains the same in our salvation, in the word of truth through Jesus Christ. And I honestly believe that is... One of the reasons that Jesus gave us lasting ordinances like the Lord's Supper. So that we can remember those things that remain the same. So that each time we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, we're reminded that, you know what, no matter what I've gone through the week before, Sunday, the day that we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, it's almost like hitting that reset button. It's being reminded of what remains the same. The saving work of a son. The eternal love of a father. The fact that when we come together, we take the bread and the cup and we remember... That, that broken body. We remember the shed blood that was sufficient then. It was sufficient in 2021 and it's sufficient in 2022 and beyond. 
I hope that will be our message for everyone that we come into contact with for this year. When things start going mad, because they will, we say, you know what? I'm holding to an unchanging God, an unchanging promise, an unchanging hope. A hope that was found in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. A hope that was consummated at the resurrection. A promise that will never end. A promise for each and every person who believes and obeys. Father, we give you thanks for your unchanging ways for your unchanging nature. Lord, in in a life that is wrought with flux, ups and downs, hills and valleys, joys and sadness, happiness and tears, Lord, you are our rock, immovable, unchangeable. We can trust you, we can lean on you, we can depend on you. You are the benchmark of good, the golden rule of perfection, and the only one in which salvation is found. Father, I pray that as we begin this year, recognizing the uncompromising, the unchanging hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, that we receive it not just now, but that we receive it and remember it for tomorrow, and that we share it with all of those, Lord, that you bring to us. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Let's eat and drink together.